And you can just try them out for a few days or maybe a week and then, you know, cut down to the one or two that are, are really doing a good job. Welcome to the Boss Club Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow your business faster, more profitably, and with fewer mistakes. And now your hosts, David Grubbs and Charlie Gassmeyer. Welcome back to episode 17 of the Boss Club Podcast. Today we're talking about hiring and not hiring in the sense of, hey, maybe 10 years from now your company will be hiring this huge team and all these things. No, we want to boil it down and, and talk about um, businesses in the early days that still have hiring opportunities, not necessarily through full-time uh, workers and, and staff and employees, but part-time and project-based uh, you know, type employment opportunities. And we have a lot of experience with this. Have some, I, I think, some really good recommendations based on uh, things we've learned and things that have gone well and things that haven't gone well and such. I want to give you some kind of insider tips. So we're going to kind of split this off into part-time slash project work and then a little bit, just a little bit on full-time work. So David, I'll let you kick us off. Let's first talk about when we think about part-time and project-based work, What's what are some examples of the types of work and the types of activities that would be a good fit for this? Well, typically what we look for in our businesses is uh, tasks or activities you're having to do on a repeated basis that take up a lot of your time. So you're doing these things over and over and over again. It almost feels like you're turning the crank. It just, it's very, very repetitive and it eats up a lot of your time. And you can have people part time come in and take those items or those tasks off your to do list. And that can free up so much of your time to be able to go grow the business in more strategic ways. As as the entrepreneur and as the owner and the founder, you're the one steering the ship. And so you never want to outsource those really important decision-making activities. You, you want to keep that for yourself and then outsource the things that are a little more mundane or repeatable. So with that in mind, if you've got some of those uh, tasks in mind that you want to hire out, um, Charlie, do you have any recommendations on places people might look uh, to find talent and help? Yeah. And I would just want to add one more quick point to what you said. I think, you know, the reason you don't want to outsource these strategic decisions, especially in the early days, is because nobody cares about the business more than you do. And so even if there's other talented people, they're, they're, they might not, they just don't eat, breathe and sleep this stuff just the same way you do. And so, um, and then the other thing would be not only are they repetitive tasks, but repetitive tasks that don't uniquely need to be done by you. There might actually be repetitive tasks in your business that, that, really can't be outsourced. Like if you're an artist and you're selling your art and you're, and you're, you know, making the same uh, stuff over and over again, well, that's gonna be hard to hand off to somebody else, but potentially like fulfilling orders or maybe, you know, there's could be aspects of that that don't actually have to be done by you and, and you individually. And that would be a good, good uh, opportunity to outsource some things. So some kind of framework there of what might be a, uh, a good opportunity to hire as far as where to hire people. There are a lot of different platforms. Um, you can use platforms like Winolo if you need in-person physical uh, laborers to come help with with part-time project-based stuff. You can go on Fiverr, which is which is the word Fiverr, but with two R's at the end. Uh, but one of our favorite platforms is Upwork, Upwork.com. We've used this really extensively. And you can find literally just about anything on Upwork. I mean, usually kind of virtual type tasks that can be done remotely. Like if you need someone to help, you know, come, come uh, help you at the farmer's market, Upwork's not going to be a good place for that. That'd be like a Winola or something. But if you need someone that can help you from afar, um, Upwork is a great place to do it. So a few points on Upwork. Um, usually we'll, we'll, we'll uh, put tasks on Upwork where we need a lot of data entry or maybe we need something repetitive that's in spreadsheets or some research. If you need someone to go, you know, look at a ton of websites and kind of research some things for you, this is a perfect opportunity, uh, for, for Upwork. And so, 
the way that we manage it is first off, we usually set up Google spreadsheets. We usually kind of create a template where we can go hire someone. We say, hey, we've already set up the task for you. All you need to do is come in here and fill this out. You need to spend the time and do the hours on the research or the data entry or what have you, but it's all set up. We really try not to do like widely uh, um, uh, open-ended tasks on here. We try to do something really specific and give them the framework to do that. That, that makes it uh, much more efficient. You're usually paying people by the hour. So the second point here is, well, how much does Upwork cost? And the answer is it depends. So it depends on what you're hiring. It depends on where they are in the world because it's not just people in the States. It's people all over the world. And so we've hired people in the United States for $10 to $20 an hour or possibly a lot more depending on their, their expertise. Um, and then people in other uh, geographies might be as little as 3 or $4 an hour, which might feel like too little. Uh, that's you know below minimum wage here in the United States. In other areas of the world, the U.S. dollar is worth a lot there. And so that can be actually a really, really good job for them. So um, don't don't uh, don't feel like you're um, maybe paying people too little if that's their advertised rate. They get to advertise the rate and say, "Hey, I'm willing to do work for three dollars an hour." That's fair for them. It's fair for you, and so you can get people really affordably uh, for some of these tasks. So that's point number two: how much do you have to pay people on Upwork, and then. The third thing that I'll stop talking for a minute is um, one other kind of hack here that, that we really like doing is especially if you've got a large volume of like research or something, um, we really like to end up hiring four or five people for the task in hopes that we're going to find the one or two most efficient, the most accurate and the fastest on that and figure out, okay, if we're having them input, you know, all of this data in a spreadsheet, let's figure out how much does it effectively cost per, per piece of data entry to fill out out this spreadsheet. Don't worry about the hourly cost. Let's look at how much how much we're actually having to pay for the the outcome, the end product. And let's hire five and let's plan to keep one or two. We're going to keep the one or two best, most efficient, most accurate people here in the group. And so that that's how you can kind of hire, you know, uh, look at a bunch of different people. You don't really know them from Adam. And that's how you can start to boil down who who are some of the best people to work with. And through that process, we've we found um, a few people in, in all parts of the world that are our go-to people. So when we have a task, now we've been working with them for a long time. So Lonnie or Marvin, like they're our go-to people. And we found them through that strategy. And so Upwork can be a really, really great platform um, for all kinds of tasks. I definitely encourage you uh, to consider using it. If there's something that's that's repetitive in nature, doesn't uniquely need to be done by you and, and would help you have more hands in the business. So uh, any, anything I'm missing on that, David, about, about Upwork, I go on and on. It's a great platform. We've used it a lot. The only thing I'd add is, is I really like the point you made about hiring more people than you need for the particular task early on. We have found that you find some stars that way. And in fact, if you can narrow down to one or two that you like from five, it can save you 50, 60 percent uh, on the cost of doing whatever task you're, you're trying to do just because some are much more efficient or much more talented at that task. And so I highly recommend doing that. And you can just try them out for a few days or maybe a week and then, you know, cut down to the one or two that are, are really doing a good job. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, let's kind of transition over to full-time. Now, for a lot of our entrepreneurs listening, this might be a while away, or for some, it, it might not actually be that that far down the road where they need to start hiring people full-time in their business. We, we actually have uh, some recent experience doing this in Boss Club. We just expanded the team um, and welcome Sam and Dorothy to the team uh, as of the time of this filming here. But uh, so <laughs> this is fresh on our minds. So let's talk a little bit about kind of kind of how and where you go find full-time people to join the team. Sure. So I think the first thing that we look out for is whenever you're hiring part-time staff to help you and you notice that you're starting to creep up on that 
particular position taking, you know, 30, 35 hours a week, they're becoming full time. It's a very natural way to then go ahead and hire someone full time to, to come on and do the 40 or plus hours a week. Um, just because you're already marching there. You're almost there already. I wouldn't do that from the start. So I wouldn't recommend just go hiring full-time staff from day one. Um, this is something that you can use part-time staff uh, to kind of walk into. And so you're not taking big risks upfront for yourself or for the person that you're hiring that's relying on you for their livelihood. So that's my first recommendation. The second one is that there are some tools once you get to that point that you can use to go hire people if, if it's you need to look outside of friends and family. Uh, the first one is Indeed. Indeed.com is just a great recruiting platform. There's LinkedIn and then also ZipRecruiter. And these are really great platforms that allow you to post a job. So you write a job description. Here's, here's the work and the nature of the work that, that you're trying to hire someone to perform for you. Um, and they have some templates on there that help you create that job description and that listing. But just like anything else in business, you have to really avoid the build it and they will come mentality. You can't just put a product out there and expect to get sales. Same way with hiring. You can't just put a job posting up someplace and expect people are just going to start applying out of the woodwork, especially if you're looking for high quality candidates. And so when you're using these platforms, we really recommend that you use all the tools in the platform, which allow you to actually go and invite people to apply for your job. And so you're looking through resumes and you're looking through particular candidates that have the skill sets you're looking for. And then you're actually reaching out to them and say, hey, I've got this job posting. Would you like to apply? And that's where you can find the highest quality candidates. So just just a, a point of note or, or, or a little bit of advice is that um, if you do post and you're looking for full time, make sure you're reaching out. Yeah, well, and it's funny because as you're mentioning that, we did all of that recently. We did Indeed. We did ZipRecruiter, some other job posting sites. And we had some candidates there and interviewed some people. But ultimately, where we found the two individuals that we, that we hired, excuse me, uh, was from um, Family Friend. Okay, so uh, an introduction there and then us individually reaching out on LinkedIn. Um, and so we we spent money on, on the ZipRecruiter and the Indeed and stuff, didn't end up hiring from from that. Maybe we will in the future, but it, it goes back to show you um, you, you really you do have to to um, to spend part of your full time job trying to find other people to come work for you full time. It, it really is does take. And I think I underestimated that it takes a lot of time to go find the right people to join your team. And so, um, you know, we could we could go on and on about hiring. This is a, the rabbit hole goes deep here, right? There, there are full books written about hiring people and finding people and growing the team and all that stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deep topic. But what we wanted to accomplish here was to say, okay, you're probably a little ways from, from hiring someone full time, but here's some brief thoughts on that. But in the meantime, the, the best opportunity for you to get other working hands on the business is going to be through part-time and project-based work. Upwork is, is our uh, platform of choice to go do that and, and wanted to provide some tips as to how, how we use it, how we've been using it the last few years that, that we We've found some some good success and have been able to kind of reduce our costs over the course of the time through through learning a, a few tweaks of that platform. So hopefully this is helpful to you. If you have any questions about hiring in your business or ways to scale and things, we're always accepting questions and comments and success stories to our email at podcast at bossclub.com. And we would love to maybe feature you on the show or, or address your question live here uh, on the show. So feel free to reach out, out to us on uh, that email address. And we can't wait to see you guys in next week's episode.